0: Hello and welcome to Atapod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. I'm your host, Emilio Garcia. Today, we sat down with Emily Dye of the ATA to discuss speed cameras in New South Wales and ScoMo's strange suggestion that he would crack down on free speech. Please enjoy the episode and stick around after the episode to learn more about the ATA. Please enjoy. So here we are once again at the Australian Taxpayers Alliance office. I'm joined by Emily Dye, the communications manager for the ATA. How are you, Emily? I'm
1: doing very well. Thank you, Emilio.
0: I'm glad to hear it. So today we're going to talk about, you, you put out a release about this a couple of days ago, and a lot of people are pretty upset about this, and rightly so. So uh, speed cameras.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the New South Wales government and New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Mm-hmm have moved to remove the signs warning people of speed cameras. And this mm. is under the mis- there's two misconceptions here going on. Mm. One that slower actually means safer, and mm. two that by removing the signs people will go slower.
0: Well, it seems counterintuitive to say we're going to take away the warning that lets you know that you'll be fined for going fast on these streets and that that's somehow going to lead people to drive slower.
1: Yeah, the idea is like there'll be this big brother watching out everywhere and mm. get you if you're going fast, but in reality, what's going to happen are people are going to continue to commute and drive too fast yeah. because people drive too fast and the speed limits are probably set too low. Mm. And then they're going to get a ticket after they've driven too fast, Monday through Friday. Yeah. That next week, they'll get a ticket in the mail being be like, hey, you've got five days worth of fines. That's
0: unbelievable. Uh, and so what is their justification? Because here, here, here's, what I, here's what I understand. I, I, I can even be sympathetic, even though the data might tell us other things from other countries. Yes. I'm sympathetic to the idea that you have to enforce some kind of speed limit if you're going too fast. A collision at high speed, obviously, is going to be more fatal than one at low speed. Fine, let's, yes. let's put that in the, in the premise uh, background for a second and ask, but the signs? The signs to me say, hey, listen, we're enforcing it. And so people will read that sign and say, oh, well, I guess I better keep an eye on my on my driving and my speed limit, uh, on how fast I'm going, because otherwise I'm going to get a fine. That seems to be more or less why we're doing this, oh, right? Oh, yeah.
1: By putting those signs in, like, high-risk areas, people mm-hmm. slow down. They'll see a sign, they'll slow down because they think there's a camera. Yeah. Honestly, you could have the signs and no cameras, and people would still slow down. Probably. Just in case. Mm. So, if we're going to take any piece of the equation out, it should be the cameras.
0: Right. And so, I guess, uh, Gladys, or as uh,
1: Greedy Gladys. Your, your lovely <laughs>
0: release put it, Greedy Gladys, does she just want money then?
1: So, they have, since these speed um, signs were instituted, they brought in $1.2 billion for the New South Wales government.
0: Unreal.
1: And they're expecting another $2 million, $200 million a year. Wow. So that's a good chunk of change for the That's
0: budget. another 200 because of... By removing the signs because
1: people won't know to slow down.
0: So that's where it gets shady for me, right? Because yeah. what you're saying essentially is we have this measure and this is for safety. Mm-hmm. We put this in. Oh, it's profitable. Yes. We're just going to go ahead and relieve ourselves of one of the safety measures. And consequentially, we're going to get $200 million because of it.
1: Exactly. and. Victoria did the same thing, mm. and it's worked out quite well for them.
0: Traffic has it. deaths
1: have gone up by about twenty five percent, and so has the state income.
0: Well, when you, if ever <laughs> you want to look for good policy, I say look to Victoria. Yes, Always that's really, look
1: really great. To I mean, Victoria, killing another twenty five percent more on the roads is just what we want.
0: Well, no, it's unbelievable, really, and it's just I, I don't, I don't know how they're even attempting to justify this. So maybe you can speak a little bit to this because I'm sure they didn't just put out. A uh, posted note saying, "Hey, we're doing X." End of end of sentence. So, w- do you know what they're saying?
1: Well, it's framed around this idea of safety of slower means safer, mm. and that people drivers are just going to be more afraid of speed cameras, and so they'll just go if they don't slower if all there. the time. But if drivers don't know speed sl- cameras are there, they're not going to go slower. It,
0: it, that's right. That's ex- that's exactly right. I mean, they're not going li- to you're not going to live in fear constantly mm-hmm. driving anywhere, assuming there's going to be a speed camera. Exactly. Or maybe you will once you get, you know, several fines. Yeah. But uh,
1: it's actually it, interesting mm. because Australia has substantially lower speed limits than a lot of the world. Does it really? It does. Mm. Um,
0: and has that has that uh, translated into fewer deaths? It has not. Oh.
1: Actually, um, Germany, which is mm. known for the autobahn, and yeah. generally, drivers they recommend recommended to go 130 kilometers. Oh, per that hour. sounds fun. Yeah, like that's that. the that's the recommended speed, right? On highways in Germany, mm. um, they have substantially fewer deaths. Um, Interesting. Yeah,
0: and and, and, and <laughs> they'll get in trouble if they go too slow. Oh yes, I'm they'll gathering. get in trouble
1: for going too slow. Right. The difference is Germany trains their drivers. You know, they drive train their drivers to drive fast. They Interesting. Train their drivers. They have a much more intensive training pro- program, mm. and it's not just hours. Like the 120 hours logged doesn't teach people how to drive; they That's just right. drive poorly for 120 hours, <laughs> and then they continue to drive poorly. poorly. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think I think you won't find me uh, giving you much uh, lip about this issue. I think it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, I think we could reform the entire uh, the entire driving establishment in Australia. Um, but we're going to move on in just a second to another subject. But what would, is there anything else that you uh, think is is worthy of commenting on?
1: Um, just that the government really likes to use roads as a means of collecting money, and okay. they use it to subsidize not the roads. So only general 20, revenue, yeah, up for the fuel tax. Only twenty five percent of the money collected from the fuel tax actually goes to transportation in general, right. and most of that's trains. And inner city transportation, so it's hurting the people on the outskirts. Right. It's hurting poor people, mm. people that have longer commutes because they can't afford inner city apartments. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a regressive tax. Yeah. No, this it's unbelievable. Kind of this
0: well, this is the same thing uh, with rego fees. I suppose exactly. they say, "Listen, I know it's expensive, but this is the the price we pay for good roads." Mm-hmm. Two things: one, the roads aren't great. They're, yeah. they're You know, they're better than I don't know. In Zimbabwe, I'm sure, but
1: we could have yeah. some incredible roads if we actually spent oh my all God. the money all we could. Can you imagine on the fuel tax on
0: It's made out of gold. I know, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. We could have bike oh. lines
1: on I'm a biker, bicyclist, so, oh, we could have so bike we're no lanes longer everywhere. We're no
0: longer fronts. Just so you no. know, oh, okay. you're uh, an incredible <laughs> nuisance to society. But um <laughs> that that aside, uh, it does not only does it not go to roads, and the roads aren't that great, but mm-hmm. most of it is going to general revenue. Yes, and on top of that, which this is what I find very frustrating, is when we tell people. So we work for the Australian Taxpayers Alliance, and what we really focus on is the reduction of tax regulation waste, mm-hmm. right? And I say, okay, but if we don't, if you don't get taxed, then who pays? Who pays for roads, among other things? You know, oh yeah, that's always the question. So roads. It's like, so you're telling me, I'm paying thirty percent in tax at this moment, and that doesn't include roads. You've got to be kidding me. You have yeah. got to be kidding. It does not include Because you does. told me I'm paying this much to keep the roads nice. And they're not nice. And and everything else I have to pay on top of it isn't going to roads either. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. All right. Uh, so essentially, moral of the story is Gladys Berejiklian is just essentially pretending to care about safety, but actually taking more of our money. Yeah.
1: The correct pronunciation of her name is Greedy Gladys.
0: Greedy Gladys. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's, accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Accurate. She. Uh, she's living up to her to her birth title. Yes. So now we're going to move on Does something that happened recently at a federal level. Uh, SCOMO essentially is hinting at, uh, how would you put it, at putting some kind of legislation in place that would disallow uh, certain climate extremists, climate activists from boycotting certain businesses or industries or... uh, It's complicated. What he said was very vague. But essentially wants to put regulations and laws in place that would disallow people from doing such a thing. So, uh, do you want to talk to this a little bit?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, With these climate activists and these climate extremists, it's a fine line to try Mm. to balance because some of the things they are doing are really harmful and... Not in the realm of what people should be doing to protest, whether it's like rigging up train lines Mm. in order to blow up and hurt workers, or gluing themselves to the road. But this next bill is dealing with boycotts, and Mm. these protesters are trying to boycott secondary businesses. So Mm. the cafe that will service a mining crew, Mm. and they give them coffee, they're going to boycott that cafe. Wow. So they're taking it to extra levels. Right and Scomo wants to crack down on this. Mm. Admittedly, they're not really doing any harm by boycotting. Like, they can boycott. They're a very small minority of the population. Yeah, that's right. well, it's shitty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's stupid.
1: It's stupid. Yeah. Um,
0: But it's like the... It's not doing
1: any harm, and they are using free speech.
0: It's like if the Greens boycotted us.
1: Yeah. Which
0: they can do. We prefer not to. We wouldn't go knock on their door and say, hey, please boycott us.
1: Well, I like Cafe but, Hernandez down the road. It's <laughs> if the Greens started ca- boycotting Cafe Hernandez because like that, that's there. a
0: better example. Yeah, but who's gonna? Who is actually going to stop going there because of it? Very few people hold these extreme green views, and not green mm-hmm. political party, though the affiliation is more or less. A, more or less accurate, but like the extremist uh, climate rebellion, uh, what is it extension, extinction yes. rebellion type thing. But I think it goes beyond that. So first of all, yes, it's stupid because it's not even necessary. Yeah, if, if you if you boycott uh, caught this cafe or this supplier or whatever, no one, very few people are actually going to yeah. bend to that will. But my issue is, what about your right to advocate for a boycott?
1: Oh yeah, you have every you should have every right to make mm-hmm. the purchases you choose to purchase. Yeah. Like if you have a problem ethically with some organization, mm-hmm. you have every not right to not buy that product. Yeah. Whether that's effective or not is questionable.
0: You also have the right to tell people, "Hey, oh, yes. listen, I'm not buying from this company and I don't think that you should either." Yeah. And help me spread the word. That's just general advocacy. Exactly. That's a very important part of free speech.
1: This could crack down on vegans everywhere.
0: Yeah, and listen, I mean, you're trying to sell me on it right now. But Sorry. <laughs> now, uh, no, I, I don't mind vegans. The thing is, I, I feel this is one of two things. This is either a very preoccupying hint at a, at a very bad policy, or it's pandering. And it's ScoMo going up there and saying, hey, listen, uh, industry friendly to me. We're going to do this thing against the bad people who we don't like. Those, you know, bad soy boys who are always causing all types of trouble. That's one thing. Yeah. That's what I hope it is. That he's just pandering and going to let this go.
1: Yeah, and he could also be pandering just to the general public. Yeah, because everyone hates these people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's the the fact of the matter. If you you do think that we're going extinct, that we're going to be extinct in 12 years, this is probably the worst strategy you could take of making everyone hate you. Yes. Because then no one's going to want to listen to you. Like we're gonna die in 12 years, Ash. Shut up, <laughs> but that's <beside laughs> Let the Let me live my life leave my exactly. Life. What's left of it? Exactly. I want to have a good 12 years. Um, no, but um, but if it's not that, if it's not just him kind of pandering and trying to make himself look good, this could be problematic.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a huge infringement on free speech. Not like you actually have free speech in Australia, but <laughs> right. the vague idea people should be allowed to protest mm. and. This could be expanded to larger issues. So, say, a a majority viewpoint on something. Mm. They want to protest. They want to boycott something that's actually going wrong. Like, they should be allowed to do that.
0: Well, that's the issue, right? The the issue is that you don't really want to give the government the power to curb any type of speech, really, except for the one that incites violence and the one that Mm -hmm. can cause an unnecessary panic because... uh, because that that can be abused and we've already seen this, so we have the hate speech laws mm-hmm. federally. These have already been abused. We've yes. seen we've seen people just targeted and some, you know, bureaucrat or some some politician or some activist with an agenda will say, Oh, this person is in breach of this hate speech law. Yeah. You need to and there were these two uni students who essentially were dragged through the mud and had to undergo a terrible legal process for essentially saying something that an activist didn't like. Yeah. And they were, they were. I mean, what what the government did to them is very preoccupying. So the fact that we already have restrictions on free speech, that's not a good thing. Blasphemy laws are, of course, a very bad thing. But this is taking it a step further, saying. Also, if we can't really get you on uh, on hate speech, mm-hmm. well, then we're going to get you some other way. So if we don't like your advocacy on X,
1: yeah. we can't
0: stop you by saying, "Oh, that's hate speech." So we'll just go after the fact that you're attacking a certain industry. And to me, that just gives the government essentially full reign to shut anyone down.
1: Oh, pretty much. And I, yeah, get very sinister. Yeah. I mean, on the other side of it, you could have, say the climate activists have finally decided that eating babies is the solution. They <laughs> <laughs> could have the baby sandwich shop.
0: Yeah. And
1: we could be boycotting the baby sandwich shop. Right. Because obviously. Um, yeah but that would be illegal. We couldn't boycott.
0: That's right, and I'm sure... That, we should you know, be
1: allowed to boycott the baby sandwich shop.
0: I think I think you should, <laughs> but if it gets too big, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's a key industry. Oh, man. So, and I'm sure, you know, in uh, in New South Wales, considering uh, our laws, the baby eating uh, the baby eating shop would be very successful. Oh, it'd be so popular. And so, <laughs> I, I think that... Essentially, I mean, I don't think we need to, to beat a dead horse, essentially. Yes. Or eat a dead baby. But <laughs> I think the issue is that... Um, I, I was very preoccupied by this news. I think yes. all, in, the, in the office we were all kind of uh, taken aback, especially given the vagary with which our prime minister yeah. said vague this. Vague laws are bad laws. Vague laws and vague statements about our essential rights are also very bad.
1: They mm-hmm. really
0: are. I know that we don't have free speech the way the U.S. does, the way that we do back. Yes, the back American in the accent. home exactly, <laughs> in the back in the homeland. Um, but we we still have a presumption of being able to speak our mind freely. That, mm-hmm. that, that's at least a principle that yeah. Australians live by. Living in a free, liberal, Western society, yeah. that's something that we should have. And no matter how well-intentioned your laws are, if you're infringing on people's right to speak, I mean, that's not going to end up anywhere good.
1: Yeah, no, it's not good for a free society.
0: Indeed. Well, Emily, we have this thing on Adapod that if a conversation comes naturally to a close... Even if it's a little early, we'll shut it off. Sounds good. We're quite busy. We're heading over to the HR Nichols uh, Society this weekend to the dinner, as you know. So we'll be uh, we'll be there over the weekend. We'll probably have some updates for you. So uh, next week we'll have a nice long podcast ready for our viewers, uh, listeners, uh, listener. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Emily. Thank you for talking to us, and we'll thank see you next you. week. Thanks for listening to Atapod, a podcast by the Australian Taxpayers Alliance. If you care to know more about the ATA, visit their website, www.taxpayers.org, where you'll be able to see their mission statement, their projects, campaigns, objectives, and so much more. Remember, listening to the podcast is free, but creating it isn't. If you'd like to continue to see the Australian Taxpayers Alliance advocacy, please consider becoming a member or donating. You can do this on their website as well. This has been Adipod, we'll see you next time.